The Beatles played Hamburg twice during a short period, from August to December of 1960, and then from April to July of 1961. If the Beatles' music underwent a powerful, positive transformation in Hamburg, so did the boys themselves. Bassist Stuart Sutcliffe met and fell fiercely in love with a beautiful German photographer named Astrid Kirscher. She and two friends, illustrator musician Klaus Vormann and fellow photographer Jürgen Vollmer, were among the first from the artistic community to appreciate the potential the Beatles' vibrant music and charismatic personalities might hold for a mass audience. Soon, both Astrid and Jürgen were photographing the Beatles in various locations around the Reeperbahn. Meanwhile, John, Paul, George, and Pete were busy soaking up what they could of Hamburg's notorious nightlife. As well as sampling the strong German beer, they also became enamored of an over-the-counter amphetamine called Prellies, which delivered a burst of artificial energy to the overworked musicians, and also gave them their first taste of the joys of illicit self-medication. Tony Sheridan, a popular transplanted English singer with a large faithful following among the Germans, was regarded by many as the performer in residence at the top ten, one of the best clubs in all of Germany. Because Tony was really a solo artist, he often used whatever band happened to be playing the club as his backing group. In April of 1961, during the Beatles' second trip to Hamburg, Tony used them at Polydor recording sessions produced by the well-known German orchestra leader Bert Kompfert. Although the Beatles had recorded a few times before, once as the Quarrymen in a Liverpool friend's basement studio, and then again in the fall of 1960 at Acoustic Studios in Hamburg, these were their first truly professional sessions. Altogether, they recorded eight tunes, six backing Tony and two others. The sessions were an important milestone for the boys. No longer were they simply another scruffy rock band posing as professional, however rough and uneven the finished product may have been. The Beatles had finally made a record. Stewart didn't join the others at the Sheridan sessions. He was becoming far too absorbed in his relationship with Astrid and his painting. Although he wished them all well, he realized his days as a Beatle were finished. He would stay in Hamburg and marry Astrid. The months of sleeping rough, however, in the cramped, dirty digs provided by the club owners, the unrelenting eight-hour sessions on stage, and the careless pill-popping and drinking eventually took their toll on the young artist. Stewart passed away on April 10, 1962, of an apparent brain hemorrhage. When the Beatles first happened big in America, the parental generation of squares that ruled the roost dismissed the Fabs as a group of lousy pseudo-musicians without taste or talent. Nothing, however, could be further from the truth. Listen to what George Harrison had to say about the Beatles' early musical legacy. In my opinion, our peak for, being, for playing live was in Hamburg. Because at that time, we weren't famous. And so the people who came to see us were drawn in by the music or by whatever atmosphere we created. And also, <clears throat> at that time, with us being from Liverpool, it was a big scene because they'd always say, you've got to be in, from London, to, you know, and they always thought we were hick or something. But when we played in Hamburg, they kept wanting us back there because we were pulling lots of people, and we got very good as a band uh, because we had to play eight hours.